Today we continue and finish up this series that we're calling All In and thinking about how we can be all in in our faith. You know, in 1992, Leanne and I felt a real call to go into ministry and we were excited about that. It was sort of a, a change in our plan. It's not what we had expected when we married a few years before that. And, and so we had this conversation with our families and sat down and told them the direction that we really believe that God was leading in our lives. And, and our family, we're blessed in this, is full of committed Christians and our parents were really supportive. They were excited about it. They had some questions and we talked everything through and that was awesome. And then we told um, my grandparents and but really my grandmother was the only one living at that point and she was not happy. Now, I mean, I grew up sitting next to her in church literally every Sunday, okay? I mean, every Sunday I sat between her and my grandfather who had passed by this time and um, she was like, well, you know, you don't get any benefits if you're a minister. <laughs> now, you know, you got to put that in perspective, right? She came into adulthood during the Depression. She worked for a big bank in Atlanta her whole career, never rising up into any big important job, but working steadily at that bank. And she had, she had good benefits, right? And that meant a lot in that time. And she was just afraid it was going to be a disaster for us financially. And it was really hard because I loved her and I wanted her support in this, but she was not ready to give it at that point. And, you know, before I can fault her too much, it's just, I think we have a little bit of that in most of us, don't we? Like we, we look at our children and our grandchildren and they feel called to do something big. Maybe it's ministry, maybe it's something else, but they really believe this is what God is calling them to do. And we're like, hang on, right? Have you really thought this through? Here are all the things that could potentially go wrong. And here's the stuff that I'm pretty sure will go wrong, okay? And, and so we try to hold them back, maybe from what they really see God calling them to do. It happens in lots of different settings. Um, Georgia Tech is like the premier you know, engineering school in Georgia. If you want to go into the sciences or into engineering, that's where you go. What's also true about Georgia Tech in downtown Atlanta is they have a lot of vibrant student ministry. In fact, the Christian churches, Churches of Christ, have a huge student ministry on the campus at Georgia Tech. So you got all these kids coming in, planning to be scientists and engineers. They get involved in this student ministry, and over the summer they go on a mission trip to South America, and they come back, and and they decide they want to be missionaries. And they go home and tell mom and dad. And suddenly this kid who was going to make a boatload of money is going to have to raise every bit of their support because they plan after college to go to seminary and go to the mission field. And not every parent is excited about that. And yet, they think it's what God's called them to do. It can happen on the opposite end of this, too. You've got a couple that spends many years working, and then they retire, and it's like, this is going to be awesome. We're going to have time to spend with the grandkids. We're going to be able to visit the kids. We're going to have so much more time for family. And then they look around and go, this is not what we expected. We need something to do. And they volunteer, or they take a part-time job, and then their schedule's locked in. And what do the kids say? I thought you retired so you could come visit us. I thought you retired so you could come spend more time with the grandkids. And they don't understand, even though the people who have retired may feel like God is calling them to do this. Sometimes it is hard to be all in with our family. 
We've talked about money. We've talked about some really personal things when it comes to being all in, like totally devoted to Jesus Christ, jumping in, and this is going to be my life because of what God has done for me. I owe him my life, and I owe him more than that. And so I want to give him everything. Man, it comes to family. And, and for many people, this is what is most important. And it is maybe the hardest to say, I'm going to be all in in my relationship with God, and that's going to dictate how I understand family relationships. I'm going to be all in even when it comes to family. So wherever God leads me and my family, I'm going to follow. That's not always easy to do. And to get at how we understand that, I'd like us to turn to a passage of Scripture today. It's Psalm 127. You know, Scripture talks about families from the very beginning of the Bible to the end. We have some great family examples, and we got some families that are totally messed up, right? I mean, they are all in the Bible. Some very strange family stories. But there's also great instruction about family, and in fact, there's even worship language about family. And that's what I want us to look at today. Psalm 127. Is a great psalm that, that thinks about being totally sold out to God and also talks about family. This is the way it begins Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Now, this psalm, it says in the sort of subtitle, is written by Solomon. Solomon, the great king, a very powerful king, stretched the borders of Israel further than anyone had before him, even his father David, and further than anyone would after him. A very powerful man, and yet he comes in and says, listen, here's the one central truth that I want you to know. One general truth that is important in life. If God's not involved, then it's a waste of time. Now that's a good lesson to learn. If God is not involved, it's a waste of time. And he brings in several examples of that, right? Building a house. And I think he means that literally and metaphorically, right? So if you're building a house and God's not involved, man, you're wasting your time. If you're building a family and God's not involved, you're wasting your time. If you're guarding everything you have and God's not involved, you're wasting your time. If you're working yourself to death, and God's not involved in that process, you're wasting your time. So you think, we think we can control everything, don't we? We think we are in control. I choose to build the house, it's going to be built. I choose to guard my stuff, take care of everything I own, it'll be taken care of. I choose my career path and how much I'm going to work and how much I want to make, and I will be in control, it will happen. And Solomon here in this psalm is reminding us, no, you're not. You're not. And if God isn't leading you to do this, then you're spinning your wheels. You are wasting your time because it is not something that matters. And so there's your general sort of life application truth, and that can be applied in lots of different areas of life. And then he brings it down really specifically and says this is how it applies to families. And he starts that in verse 3. He opens it this way. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. 
this house is being built and it's all about following God. He says children are a blessing from the Lord. That's the first thing he says we need to acknowledge. That children are a blessing. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we don't talk that way, do we? And sometimes sort of in a humorous way, we talk about the difficulty of being a parent. We talk about how much trouble our children are, how much we don't get to sleep, how much we don't get to do this, we don't have time for each other. They interrupt this, they interrupt that, they take our money, all the stuff that we joke. It's a little bit like gallows humor, right? We know we're not very good at this, and so let's just laugh at it, okay? But you know, when Leanne and I were going through several years of infertility, and I heard parents say things like that and sort of, complain in a sort of funny, mocking, a little bit way about parenting, it sounded to me like ingratitude. It sounded to me like they were not very thankful for a blessing that we had not yet received. Now, to be candid with you, I know I've done it too, okay, since I've had kids. I know I've said some of those things, so I'm not saying I got that beat, because we just seem to all do it in one way or the other. But what the psalmist is saying here is, be thankful. Yeah, parenting is not always easy. The hardest thing I've done, okay, the hardest thing in my life that I've done is parenting, and it's been awesome, and I've loved it, and I would not trade it for anything but it's hard sometimes. And there are times we really do feel like we don't know what we're doing and we don't know what to do next. And yeah, we just got this problem dealt with and now there's a new one and it's a whole new world, right? It is not easy. But it is a blessing. And we need to be thankful for that blessing. Sometimes we don't show that kind of gratitude. And you know, this is not just in parenting. I think this is true through all of family life. Maybe go to the other end of the spectrum. I can remember my, my father-in-law passed away three years ago on Mother's Day. And um, so I can remember during that year after that, one evening I was exhausted. I don't remember exactly what had gone on, but it had been a really busy day. But I had not called my parents for a while and I needed to call my parents for a while. And I didn't really want to just because I was tired, okay? And I expressed that to Leanne, and she said, at least you can call your dad. Ouch, right? But she was right. And sometimes we don't feel that gratitude. And that's what this psalm is saying. Be thankful. Is every family perfect? No, it's not. Do we sometimes have struggles? Yes, we do. But notice the things that we can give thanks for, right? Notice the blessings that God has given us that we should not ignore. It's work, and it's never going to be easy. We've got to allow God to be at work. And that's part of what this psalm is getting at, right? In housing, in protecting what you have, in work, and with your children, it's all about trusting God. And it's all about trying to find your way to God's path for your family. So the simple truth that I want us to get from this passage is this. Entrust your family to God. 
Entrust your family to God. Now, I say that and it sounds sort of like, that seems pretty innocuous, right? That seems pretty easy to do until God asks somebody in your family to do something that you don't really want them to do. And sometimes He does that. Now, it might be that one day one of your children or grandchildren are going to come home and say, you know what, I really feel called to go into ministry or I really feel called to go into mission work and I'm going to move to a different continent and you're not going to see me very often. And some of us go, man, I hope not, right? I hope God doesn't choose to use my child or grandchild in that way. I'd like to think that I would understand I would like to think that I would be excited. I would like to think that that it was thrilling that God was at work. But it would be really hard. But that's not the only way that God does this, is it? God's at work in lots of ways and in lots of areas of family life. And so maybe it's that or maybe maybe God calls our children to do something else and it's not close by or it's not a profession that, man, we really thought they were going to get into and we were hoping this for them and it feels a little disappointing because we put a lot of time into it. Or maybe entrusting our children to God just means, you know, and this gets harder and some of you have told me, you know, as our children get a little bit older, we have, what, less and less and less control. You know, when they're babies, we get to control it all. We get to control what they eat. We get to control where they go. We get to control what they wear. And parenting is all about releasing that control all the way through childhood and into adulthood. And I'm learning now that part of it is learning when you speak and when you stay silent, right? Because we want to be in control. We want our children, whether they're very young or whether they're adults, to avoid mistakes that we've made or avoid mistakes that we can see in their future. And we want to speak that whenever we can. And sometimes we know it is not the right time. And it is really hard to keep your mouth shut. At least it is for me. Because we want to help. Sometimes entrusting our family to God is remaining silent, at least to them, but not remaining silent to God. Talking to God about what's going on in the lives of our children, that's always appropriate. And trusting that God is going to use me, but He's also going to use other people in my child's life. He's going to be at work. And sometimes it means just trusting that God is at work and I can't solve every problem. I can't speak everything that they need to hear. I can only do pieces of that and parts of that. And trust your family to God. Now, here's part of the hard truth of that. Sometimes God doesn't solve all the problems that we want Him to solve. And we can't even do it as a church. I mean, why is it that on this Mother's Day there are families that are struggling with infertility and it's hard to show up at church when they know that it's only going to be all about moms and family and kids and it's tough? I don't know the answer to that. I can't explain that to you. I know the pain of it because we went through some of that. But I can't explain all that to you. I don't get it. I don't understand why God does some things and doesn't do other things. I know this. A couple who is married and love each other, that's a family. 
And when we say to them, when are you going to start a family? The answer is, we already did. Okay? We're a family in God's eyes. And God uses us in ways that we don't always expect. Why is it that some families have to bury their children? I don't know. I don't know the pain of that. I don't even want to think about the pain of that. And yet on this Mother's Day, I know some of you still struggle. And it will always hurt. And we as a church stand with you as much as we're going to stand with those families that will be up here second service. I know we live in a broken and sinful world, and that's part of the answer. But I don't know the full answer. But what I do know is that we as individuals, we as couples, we as the church, we can pray. And we can pray for families who are hurting and families who are broken and families who are lost and families who are healthy and families who are in a great place. And we should be praying for every single one of those. And I know for sure that we should be submitting to God's plan. And so, entrust your family, entrust your children to God. That can mean something entirely different for every single family in the room because we have different challenges, different opportunities, different struggles, different joys, different abilities, all that stuff. But what the psalmist is saying is take it all in and be thankful for the way that God is at work and then submit and allow God to continue to work because He loves us. You know, one of the hard things that I have to believe is that God loves my children more than I do. And so I've got to trust Him with them. Let's pray together. God, give us the courage to trust You with our families, with our parents, our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, our grandparents, all those people that we love. God, be at work in our families. Guide them. Help us to know when to speak and when to be quiet. God, we just give you thanks and we ask for courage to submit. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God's at work in the life of your family. God's at work in your life. He's called you to a relationship with Him. He's called you to salvation. And let me encourage you, if you've been thinking about that decision, to let us know. We can walk with you through the steps of faith, faith and repentance and baptism. We'd love to see you do that. If you're ready to make that decision, let us know. Come forward as we stand and sing our invitation song.